Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. November 13th, 2019 podcast on astrology called Astro Energy Astrology Show. My name is Shelley Overton. I'm an astrologer in Orlando, Florida. And I want to thank you and my longtime listeners for sticking with me and uh, waiting an extra day for this podcast. Yesterday was uh, an exception. I normally have my podcast on Tuesdays, but This week, I was available, and my son was able to meet with me, and so I drove to Sarasota and went out on Sarasota Bay on a sailboat with my son at the helm. So I had a really nice time, but to do that, I was not able to have my podcast yesterday, the full moon, so I'm doing it today, and I will be... um, going over all of the stuff I was going to go over yesterday with some extra energy, extra astrology. And so um, anyway, I am, let me see where to begin. I actually made notes (laughs) to keep myself focused. So um, for those of you who like to keep up on weather in Orlando, it's about 72 degrees, I would say right now. I'm looking on my desktop for the weather. I used to have it on a widget and that somehow has been lost over time as it seems my computer likes to act up against me I don't see the weather anywhere but it's pretty chilly I know it was 67 when I woke up and so it's in that range now and let me just I can open the widget on my regular computer uh, phone app so I'll do that and wait and see what it is anyway it's sunny and beautiful and it was phenomenal yesterday so 67 right now on its way up to 70 something (laughs) 79 tomorrow looks like it's not going to get much out of the 60s today wow aren't we lucky 68 so um okay getting on to other things so I'm going to start this out because I kind of already started it out with my son so I woke up this morning and those of you who have listened a while also know that Sometimes I wake up early in the morning and I channel information about astrology or I make connections and information just drops into my head. Today was kind of one of those days and it was rather eventful. I'll get to that a little bit later, but um, having, actually, you know what, I'll I'll get to that in a minute. I've got other notes that I didn't actually touch on. So that's why I'm like, no, 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 you've got to keep on task, but you know. With all the Aquarius energy, the moon's been in Aquarius, um, I'm having a hard time 
staying focused. That's why I made all of the notes here for myself. But back to my channeling. So I woke up this morning and I was thinking about my son because my son was born early. He was five weeks early. He was underweight and he ended up in NICU, middle intensive care. And he was there for five weeks until he was able to gain enough weight to take him home. He was three and a half pounds when he was born. So I went in a couple days early from when he was actually born. I was induced because he, he was in danger because he was so small and I had preeclampsia. So at that time, there was a growing full moon and the moon ended up when he was born. It literally just came up on the horizon. He has the moon on the horizon conjunct Neptune and Uranus in the sky. And so they were all in Aquarius. This energy is so intense in the sense that it's pure electrical energy. So it comes like lightning into our lives, okay? The reason I bring this up is because that week when he was born, these planets were all in Aquarius. It was also the week... August 6th, 1998, when I grabbed a newspaper for the headlines to commemorate when he was born, but I didn't get it on the day of his birth. I got it the next day, and the headline said, Clinton admits sex. So it is a headline referencing the last impeachment. And the reason I bring this up and the reason this is so important for other reasons that are personal, that, that came into my life, that thought this morning. But we are coming into Saturn and Aquarius at zero degree, which is where it was. He had two planets at zero, a one degree Aquarius rising, and an eight degree Uranus and Aquarius. So it's a, a really clarifying time, intense time. It is a time when we cannot hide things. So that's coming up in March of 2020. And I just find it really interesting because today, of course, is the beginning of the impeachment hearing. We have a retrograde Mercury, which is a lesser magnitude of the same electrical energy of Aquarius and Uranus. And it is retrograde. But this week, Mercury and the sun were conjunct. So conjunct that once in every, I think, 34 years, Mercury transited across the sun. What does that mean? The sun is ego. Mercury is communication. And the fact that Mercury is also a clarifying body mag is magnified by the power of the sun. So it is expression of information. And because Mercury is retrograde and went across the sun, it's going back over information that has already been expressed, albeit behind closed doors, which is Mercury and Scorpio. So now Mercury went across the sun, which is we are expressing it out for the public eye. If you look at a chart, a natural chart, um, the sun, oh, that was, that was, <laughs> I have, see, the way I do astrology intuitively, I have ideas and my mind works in pictures. 
And so um, I had a picture of one. And this happens to me sometimes. I confuse Venus with Virgo when I'm thinking of things because they both start with V. That, that kind of just happened. So anyway, the sun shines its light in a, a sense of fame, so to speak. And the fame point is ruled by Capricorn. But the sun shines light, is the center of attention, and brings our attention to something. And so that having a Mercury-Sun conjunction the week of this impeachment inquiry is shining the light, like, for the public to see on the information that is being expounded. So what's really interesting to me as I'm sitting here talking to you is the idea that Mercury is retrograde and goes direct in the 21st. So what is today? The 13th. So eight days. When Mercury goes direct... Because he is very quick, he will overtake the sun again. And that means I'm just looking here when he actually does that, if I can find it. So the sun, I don't think it'll happen until, yeah, it's going to happen in the beginning of the year, which is when he joins up with the sun, Saturn, and Pluto. So um, I think that's actually going to be the culmination of this inquiry. And I know I've got a few other people who ask me about this, but quite honestly, it's very interesting how it's going to play out astrologically associated with these aspects that we're coming up on. So what's happening is Mercury's retrograde. He goes back, he finds the information, and then he comes back forward. And so he is doing more informational wrapping up. So we have about eight days of testimony, I would guess, and then Mercury goes direct, and then we go back over, and probably there is a refinement that will be happening when Mercury goes direct. It will be like, okay, we initiated this energy around information, which is the hearings that were out of the public eye. We came across informationally, Mercury, across the sun, and it became a public entity in the spotlight. We're all looking. We're going back over the information in Scorpio, what's hidden, what is going on behind the scenes. Remember, Scorpio rules the underworld. It rules legalities, government, mafia. Um, it's pretty intense. It can be dark at times. And it's coming back forward and will join up with the sun the next time, January 12th and 13th. So not only does it join with the sun? It joins with Saturn, which is ownership and responsibility and karma, which is also our collective karma, because especially here and in England. So I'm guessing that Brexit's going to have its own version of the same kind of back and forth and happening, uh, culminating in January as well for them, because they shared our common 27-degree uh, Pluto in Capricorn. And so come that time, they're also going through their own expunging of hidden information that will come out and it will be something that affects the country like the Revolutionary War and the breaking off of America from British rule. We share that kind of tie. So 27 degrees Capricorn, whenever it's triggered, is going to bring out issues around uh, both countries. So when Mercury joins back up with the sun, it will be January 12th. And that will be the culmination of this whole story around Trump, around the impeachment, around what's going to happen. And 
it is going to be very clarifying in many ways by March. We will have even more information coming out in all sorts of ways. It's not just going to be about Trump or politics. It's going to be in everyone's lives, everyone's lives, like, pardon me. And that happens right around the time that the sun goes into Aries. So it's going to be a, a quite a, like at least six months of big bangs. And the big bangs are going to be happening when Jupiter hits Capricorn in December, beginning of December, when this cluster of a stellium of Capricorn planets happens in January. And again, when Saturn leaves Capricorn and moves into Aquarius, it will be clarifying, but it will also be the energy of contrariness and con- contrarians, because that's what Aquarius does. It wants to show us our hypocrisy. So I would say probably that's going to be a really big word in 2020 is hypocrisy. Um, this kind of reminds me of another point I want to make when I started the podcast, and that is, and it's an aside, I apologize, it's not astrology per se, but blog talk, because I have moved away from a paid account uh, due to personal personal issues with blog talk, um, they are going to start expunging my old podcast. And that means that they'll only have the most recent 30 hours of podcasting. So if you were looking to go back over and learn other things about different planets and astrology, there is a treasure trove. I've been on podcasting for 10 years. So you can go back and look through all the archives, but I would do it quickly. I don't know when they will actually go away. And I'm not exactly certain if Apple and the archives that are on Apple uh, will go away as well. But you can download everything through Apple iTunes. And it's there right now, as far as I know. But they are going to get rid of it, and I refuse to pay them any more money. So um, probably after next year is when it will likely be, especially January, when I'm going to find another way to podcast. And I will let you know I'm going to aim for the beginning of the year to have that definitive so that when that happens, you won't be lost and you won't be able to unable to find me and whatever happens with the podcast, I will put it up a link to iTunes so that you can still find it. There. Um, you may have to resubscribe at that point, just because if I change platforms, they'll probably need you to resubscribe to it. But anyway, that's just a little bit of housekeeping there that I wanted to do for you. And then, so let's go back to the full moon a little bit because it's still quite beautiful. I was coming home last night from Sarasota after dark And oh my gosh, the moon came up on the horizon and it was red and it was enormous and it was so beautiful. I'll tell you in Orlando in the middle of the state, I've noticed, and even over in North near Tampa, they've been burning trees and clear cutting for new construction. And so all of the uh, smoke from the fires is in the air, which makes it really red. And, uh, I will tell you, it was Sailor's Delight yesterday, so the saying is true. Um, Anyway, I could get off on a tangent about sailing, but it was a really nice time. So anyway, getting back to the full moon. The full moon is a culmination of things, and usually a culmination of emotion and energy around whatever sign it's in. And I have to tell you one other last thing about sailing. We were docking. 
and my son, uh, he pays attention to the moon now, and it's really awesome. He's more into the meteorological side of Aquarius, which uh, Aquarius and Uranus do rule meteorology and astrology. And I have visions of wanting to encourage him with astrology. And I think he probably at some point in his life will pay more attention to astrology. Um, he's a bit of a Renaissance man. And uh, I think he really enjoys the romantic side of history and vintage things. So anyway, we were coming in and the boat, we had to dock the boat and it was one foot below the dock where the, the water line was. And he told me this is the highest he's ever seen the water line. So, yes, we as water-based humans, um, I was looking that up today also, and it was, um, sorry, it was about 60, like 55 to 70%, depending on if you're a man or a woman, of water in the human body. Because I keep quoting how much it is, but I never really knew. And I looked it up today and actually changes from uh, babies to adults. And men actually have more water in their bodies than women, which maybe that's associated with periods and, you know, having the water flow out of our body in that form. But anyway, I digress. So the moon affects tides, but the moon affects us because of this a massive quantity of water in our bodies. Our bodies can retain water. When we retain water, our mindset is much more susceptible to intuition and not as much logic. So we can be a little irrational and um, or a lot irrational when we have a full moon. We also have the influence of the sign it's in, like I said a second ago, and the sign is Taurus. Taurus is ruled by Venus. So when the moon is in any particular sign, it answers to the planet that rules the sign it's in. And so the moon in a Venusian sign means that our bodies are affected. High tide, a full moon on a Venusian cycle of Venus sign, so that's Libra or Taurus, will retain water. We'll feel puffier and fluffier than normal. So that's part of what we felt. Um, we will also be aware of relationships, being in a couple, wanting a relationship, um, maybe a little bit more sensitive to whether or not our needs, and that especially includes our material needs, are being met by that situation. Are they considerate of us, a little bit more practical and romantic in a traditional sense? So um, are you spending time with me? Do you think about me? Are you considerate of me? very Taurian things. Um, we might want to cuddle more. Taurus is a very tactile sign and they can really enjoy some uh, nice physical connection during the full moon. Also, that means that we'll more likely want to beautify our home environments. So anyway, that's some of the information I probably would have given yesterday if I'd had my podcast yesterday. Today, we have moon in Gemini and moon in Gemini answers to Mercury so that means that there are going to be two stories told. Not surprising, that's what's going on. So um, just to be clear, the next few days are probably going to be very big on false information coming out against what's going on because the moon is in conjunct or quincunx, which is 150 degrees, to the sun and Mercury, and it will be stronger tomorrow. 
So if you're looking at the impeachment inquiry, tomorrow is going to be really contentious and it's going to be false information thrown out there. The counter argument will come tomorrow. And Donald Trump is a Gemini. So, and I think he has three planets in Gemini. So it's going to be like hidden and hard on Twitter. It's a means of communication. And of course, the Twitterverse is going to be lit up in the next two and a half days. The Twitterverse, um, C-SPAN, I'm watching it on C-SPAN. I just muted it while I'm giving my podcast. Um, but it's going to be like fast and furious information flying around. Um, yeah, it's going to be an amazing thing to behold. But the moon in Gemini is why. We've got the home, our homeland, uh, moon rules America. Gemini is duality, to put it politely, duplicity to not. Um, and then we have Venus and Sagittarius, which can also be self-interested. So, And we have Jupiter also there. Jupiter rules Sagittarius. So there is a strong force coming in of women who are not listening to anyone else's opinion necessarily, but are giving information. I know it started out with men, but the women are going to be kind of rogue, in my opinion, with Venus out ahead of the sun and Venus approaching Jupiter. Sagittarius tends to not care too much about consequences at times. And so Venus in Sagittarius means that the desires or things that are associated, well, even yesterday, DACA, the um, dreamers act or the energy for dreamers who are able to stay in the country. And those are the children of illegal immigrants that came to the country illegally. That's being ruled on by the Supreme Court. Venus, um, Venus is women. It can be mothers too, but it's women usually. So this is going to be women of foreign background or women with an interest in foreign culture. It definitely will connect to um, the lady who is the ambassador to Ukraine in the impeachment hearings. And then Jupiter, uh, right now the two planets, Venus and Jupiter, are 11 degrees away, so they're not exactly conjunct. They are working in the same sign, though. So there is an energy coming in about education, higher understanding, and foreign energy, foreign culture, foreign energy, foreign travel, and foreigners. So, and people who speak another language is also included in that. We have Saturn conjunct Pluto, still five degrees apart, but really ramping up from now until January and even beyond until March when Saturn goes into Aquarius going to be really strong but i can tell you after the 13th after the 12th and 13th saturn will start to pull away some of the energy of digging deeper into our subconscious and the materiality oh and i do have to add this too um yeah oh there's just so much stuff so i was leaving yesterday to go to um sarasota and almost immediately after i left I ran into a traffic jam on the highway. And it turns out that there was an eight-car accident, eight cars. And as I drove by, there were like three fire engines and two emergency vehicles and countless cop cars. And 
it closed one whole side of the highway, but apparently these eight cars had all tangled, and one of them was in the median with the whole roof shorn off, and I was like, oh, my gosh. It actually really deeply affected me yesterday, and it, being a full moon, it was literally within an hour of the full moon. It may have actually happened at the full moon, which I think was 8.41 a.m. Eastern, and I was on the road at 9.30, so right there in alignment with the full moon, and it was on the highway. It was transportation. So you've got the Venus and Sagittarius. We had an uncomfortable aspect to the moon at that time. And, well, excuse me, uncomfortable between Jupiter transportation and the moon. And so they were 150 degrees apart at that time. So it was a super cautious time. I honestly was very concerned about driving two and a half hours with this kind of energy starting out the trip. And I saw a lot of, crazy behavior on the highway so even though that that full moon is waning now the moon is in gemini and it doesn't hurt to be a little extra cautious people please the moon is opposite venus and sag and will be opposite jupiter and that is a transformative energy and trans transitionary so just be really cautious for the next few days and it wouldn't hurt even through the end of the week because then the moon will be opposite Jupiter and then go into in conjunct to Jupiter and Sagittarius. So, you know, for this next week, just be extra cautious on the road. Um, it's so devastating to think about the consequences. I have been in accidents at 65 miles an hour. And trust me, you do not want to be in a 70, 80 mile an hour accident. It's just ridiculous how high these speeds have gotten. And, you know, I like speed. Don't, don't, you know, <laughs> just know that, yes, I like speed, but. I'm extremely aware of the consequences of small incidents can turn into very large events. So just be, please just be careful. Um, okay. Anyway, so I think that pretty much covers most everything that I wanted to get to here. Let me just double check my notes and yeah, we, we covered a lot and I'm going to take a couple calls. So let's see who we have here. 901. Hi, 901. How are you? Are you there? Take it off mute <laughs> if you can. Uh oh, there you are. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you, can you hear me again with email? Um, I can hear you a little bit um, tinny, but it's okay. Um, Is this Lenise? Okay, I just turned my volume up. That could have been on my phone. Is this oh, way okay, better? Good. Oh, good. This Lenise? Is yeah, that you? Good. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. How are you? Lenise is one no. of our uh, listeners and long-time, long-time listeners and callers. What can I do for you today? Hello. Uh-oh. We are for sure having our issues, aren't we? Is this better are you there? Now? Yes, yes, I can I'm hear here. you. Okay. I Wonderful. Have... What can I do for you? <laughs> I put my I took my earplugs out, Shelly. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Oh, <laughs> they make them easier to hear, don't they? Um, re- relationship and career. Um, okay. I went. Um, I went through a breakup in the shadows of the Mercury retrograde at the end of like October twenty fourth, twenty six. I was I was dating okay. a Taurus. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. So, relationships well, and career. Do you need my birthday? 
No, I've got it. It's uh, July 5th, 63. No, 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 no. I'm a new caller. My birthday is oh, 4 I'm sorry. That's okay. That's oh, okay. you sound, you kind of remind me of Lenise and Lenise, uh, Okay, sorry about that. No, I do need your birth information. I'm sorry. I usually ask, but and every time I ask someone who it is, they're like, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm the person that calls all the time. So, anyway, who, what's your name? Your name is Sylvia. Sylvia. Hi, Sylvia. Sorry about that. Um, Hi, Sylvia. <laughs> okay, what's your birthday? Four, four. April fourth, nineteen sixty one. Okay. Four four sixty one. And where and when? Memphis, I mean not what Tennessee. time and when? Yeah. Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Five fifty one AM. Okay, wonderful. Okay, let's see if we can uh get this going. Sorry about that. What a confusion. <laughs> but it's okay. retrograde. Oh, hang on one second while I announce. So if you're listening live, it's going to cut out at the end of the podcast in 90 seconds, but you can hear the end of the podcast and any callers I take after this for the next 10 minutes in archives on either Blog Talk or Apple. So I just want to let everybody know that because I've had um, longtime callers go, oh, it cut off just when it was getting good. And I'm like, oh, no, you can listen somewhere else afterwards. Anyway. Okay, so you want to know about um, career and love, and you just got broken up with, which is so sad. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, Uranus, the planet of the unexpected, is in your first house. You have an Aries rising, 15-degree Aries rising. And you also have the full moon. The full moon was in Taurus, and it was conjunct Vesta. And Vesta is a difficult woman. So I want to say that there may have been another woman or someone, and it wouldn't even necessarily be another woman like um, he's cheating, but it could be more like, you know, there's someone who's difficult and saying, you don't get along or I don't like her. You should break up like a mother or a sister or a close friend that acts in that capacity. I don't necessarily see Vesta as, a woman who cheats with a person. It's more of someone who has power over that person and who has influence through difficulty, through being a difficult person and more of a taskmaster and somebody who's like, you know, critical and counting how things are going. Like, Oh, I see that happening, you know? And so that person could be influencing, you know, your relationship. So that is already in Taurus right now at, um, 19 degrees of Taurus and then the moon was there of course yesterday so you had the moon right on that Vesta so I'm gonna say that that person that your partner was really influenced by another person to do that um do you feel like you're not done and I ask that because I see you know like mercury retrograde is always when people they can come back or they will come back when Mercury goes direct if they've broken up. So I just, I'm curious to know what your emotions are about it. Uh, I, uh, honestly, I have been doing, uh, I do tarot card spreads and uh-huh. I have, and I have been seeing that in my spreads mm-hmm. that um, he's going to come back and I'm going like, you know, uh-huh. reading the when you're reading the tarot, yeah. it's like, hmm, really? I'm going like, this is going to be a surprise. You know, so. 
Well, uh, yeah, because get, get, you, you have Moon and Scorpio, and Moon and Scorpio is in your house of commitment, and score, it, like you have the natural chart, Aries on the first house, Taurus on the second. Every house in your chart's ruled by its natural ruler. So Scorpio rules the eighth house naturally, and that's where it's at in your chart, and you have Moon there. So when Mercury retrograded, it retrograded over your Moon, and what it's doing for you specifically is you – when you commit to someone, that's home. You see that partnership as a version of your soul and your your emotional life in that person. You blend. You want to blend with that person. That person matters to you, like, beyond just family, but, like, life. Like, this is my other person. This is my other half. And so when Mercury transited retrograde over your moon, literally, um, it was at 29 degrees or 20, 28 or 29 degrees when it retrograded, your moon's at 23. So the sun is coming back over the moon, but Mercury is back past the sun. So now Mercury's on one side and the sun's going back over your moon and going forward. So the truth and the light will shine down on that. What's going on in a national spotlight is similar to what's going on in your chart. Um, you're, you're getting the information. There's going to be information that's coming your way, and you'll see things that you didn't necessarily see, or you'll hear things you didn't necessarily hear before. And I will tell you, Mercury gets really close to your Neptune before it goes direct again. So it is about understanding how things are with the blinders off. You're not you need to really see the truth of the situation and then decide for yourself if you want to let that person back in, if he comes around again. So it's kind of the universe's way of adjusting the situation and letting you have information that you may not have been aware of. And, and if you don't have that yet, I think it's coming. And remember that Mars is about to go into Scorpio as well. It's right at the end. It's at 26 degrees Libra. So let me just see when Mars goes into Scorpio. Mars goes into Scorpio like the 19th, so by the weekend. And that will be like that. the Mars is the male, and it's moving forward. And having Mars in Libra right now in your house of commitment is like, okay, there is another person that's affecting this relationship, and the balance. Remember, Libra energy needs a fulcrum. It needs a center point to balance the other two sides. So Mars going in, Mars's man going into Scorpio, there's a decision of commitment going on. Mars in Libra means a couple different choices, and that may even be true for you, or it may be true in his life, but it's kind of like when Mars hits Scorpio by the end of the week, it's like, no, 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 decisions have to be made. And when Mars and, and Mercury join up, then that decision is like, no, no, you need to do this. So um, let me see if I can discern when Mars and Mercury join up. Okay, so Mercury goes to direct on the 21st at 11 degrees. And I don't know. Okay, will they pass each other? Mercury might be too fast for Mars. I think, yeah, Mercury's going to, they're not going to connect again for a while. So, um, that could also be an influence of the outcome of the situation is that the information that you're hearing might be enough to say, you know what, I know this now, I can't unknow it. And you go forward and Mars is chasing you. So that's kind of how I think it'll play out is that information will come to you, the light will be shed, and you'll go, yeah, 
I don't think I want that, even though he's going to be coming around again. Definitely he will be coming around again, okay? But I oh, think you're going to go like, eh. Definitely. <laughs> See, I heard you yeah. say the word, uh, definitely he'll be coming around again. Well, I, you yeah. know what? I, I've already, some things have been revealed on this first oh, retrograde. Um, so yeah. it's like, oh, a friend, yes. A lover again? Uh-huh. No. I mean, I enjoy his company, conversation, right. companionship, yeah. but as far as uh-huh. us being lovers again, I've already made that yeah. decision. No, 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 no. But okay, like, well, I will just give you a heads up. Yes. Let me give you a heads up because Mars is going to hit your Neptune, okay? So mm-hmm. he, it will. Mars on Neptune will trigger what you felt about him. But when Mars gets closer to where the breakup degree was, which is closer to your moon, it'll be, um, let me just look and see when Mars gets in that thing. So like Christmas, you're going to be like, "Uh uh-uh, I remember those things and that's not happening again. But Mars on Neptune could also be another person who is the right one coming in. And that's probably why you broke up. So you're really in a strong cycle about finding the right one. Because of that Mars mm-hmm. on your Neptune, followed by going into your eighth house, which is commitment, and on your moon, which is a home energy. So you've got a lot of strong stuff. And keeping in mind that the Scorpio planets are in sextile positive energy to Saturn and Pluto, major life change, major commitment, and structure. So um, I don't necessarily see him as being the ideal one, but you know, you'll probably have some of those residual feelings, but I do see that there's strong potential for being on the right path for the right one. Okay. And as far as career, Saturn, Pluto conjunct next year, January 12th, 13th, like fireworks. Okay. You're having all that conjunction energy with five planets and Capricorn next year. Jupiter will be really close to your midheaven, which is expansion and transformation of your career. You're no longer learning, which Jupiter in its own house right now, is learning and education and training. Then it goes on and it says, uh-uh, now we're good. All the planets join. I've got chills with this. Mercury, sun. Uh, I think the moon is there too, if I'm not mistaken. I remember there were five. And I think the moon's pretty close to being in Capricorn that day. There are other aspects, and I've talked about it, but I'll talk about it again in later podcasts as we get closer because it's very profound. Anyway, January next year for your career, and it's building after December. So you only have a couple weeks everything's lining up for you. I just want to say that. So don't doubt. And then Uranus goes direct, I believe either the end of the month, end of the year or in January, I think it goes direct close to the, the conjunction in January on 12th of all the Capricorn planets. It's just really fireworks. Like there's a lot of big coming. Okay. And that's all in your career and in romance and commitment. So just know that. All right. And I've got to go. That's the question. Can I ask a question? It's fast one. What's up? Okay. Uh, my my Saturn Capricorn in my 10th house, is, uh-huh. is that like how people see me uh, as far as my work and career? Yes and no, and this is going to have to be quick. Um, Saturn at late degrees of Capricorn, yes. You're very you, – people in career oh. do see you very responsible, but they can also see you as as – difficult maybe because Jupiter at at three degrees of Aquarius is really 
much more capable of detaching from the emotionalism of stuff. And Capricorn wants it wants to know that you're there and you're committed to us. But Jupiter is like, I'm committed, but if something better in my own interest comes, I'm gone and I'm doing that. So it's kind of both. You are responsible, but you're willing to like cut and run if you find something better for yourself. Okay. That is so true, and it makes sense too. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to um, either call back later on next year or call me for a private reading because that Saturn going into Aquarius is really strong in your chart, but we can't talk about it. I've got no time left on this podcast. So anyway, I want to okay. thank you for the call. Okay. Thank you. You take care. I'll be, You're I'll welcome. Be out for next week. Wonderful. Thank Thanks so much. Bye, Sylvia. Take Bye-bye. care. Okay, that's all we have for this week, and I'll see you next week, and we'll talk about lots of fun astrology. Bye. Hi, this is Shelly. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the Readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com, with additional music by Tracy Coriel at tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to shellyoverton.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-O-V-E-R-T-O-N.com. Merch and other astrological art can be found at astroart.net. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at angeliczodiac.com, including discounts. Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at Astro Energy Astrology Show.